Spurs SpursCast, episode 573. My name is Paul Garcia, and I'm your host here on the SpursCast. Due to COVID-19 and the NBA season in suspension, we're going to hold a free-flowing SpursCast episode where I'll be joined by my colleagues John Diaz, Steven Anderson, and Joe Garcia. We'll be discussing the Spurs and a lot of other different topics. Let's get this episode started. So, guys, uh, you know, welcome to um, Shelter in Place. That I think we're all in Texas, so this is kind of the orders that we're all we have to go through. So, um, just how how you been holding up? You know, how, how have you been doing? Uh, everybody taking everybody taking care of themselves out there. Been doing all right. I mean, I think Stephen was saying that he made a a trip out in a full hazmat suit, kind of like AKA. <laughs> have you ever seen that that movie Bubble Boy? Anybody else seen that movie Bubble Boy? That's Steven right there, man. They have the gloves hanging out of the bubble. There you go, man. He's afraid of the Rona, oh, dude. Man. Yeah, actually, I actually did. I, I took, I, t- I took a trip to the grocery store, full mask, full uh, gloves, and everything. I put it on my Instagram, man, and I'm getting over Corona, man. That's not happening. Not, not today. Dude, if you put plastic bags on your shoes, I'm done with you, Steven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, this Paul, I'm doing well. My favorite episode. <laughs> I'm doing very well, man. I'm doing very well, guys. Oh, man. Uh, John, I mean, how are you doing out there? I'm, I'm good. So, I mean, we had like 200 cases or almost 200 cases here. And then I'm kind of like waiting for shelter in place because... Like, my job relies on sports, so I've been on this weird schedule with 10 days off, like 10 days during my work week off, for two weeks now, exactly two weeks today, and I see Dallas, shelter in place, Austin, shelter in place, San Antonio, shelter in place, and Houston was like, oh, have fun, guys, until <laughs> until yesterday, they were like, all right, well, you know what, at midnight, since everyone else did it, we'll go ahead. So I'm I'm doing good. I haven't gone out in a hazmat suit or anything, but I'm even I'm afraid to even go walk my dog in the morning. Like our whole apartment complex is just like just full of people on the balcony. Hey man, you know I was looking for eggs. I haven't been able to find any eggs, right? So I started cleaning up my studio here, and I find two dozen cascarones, dude. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I, I mean, how can cascarones help me right now? You know, that's not the type of egg I'm looking for, dude. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Throw, throw it at people from six feet away. You'll be all right. Right. And now, you know, we know there's not a lot of Spurs basketball happening, guys, but I, I do want to kind of just talk about where we left off with this team. Um, you know, before the season got suspended, they had a record of 27 and 36, uh, which is the 12th seed out west. Uh, ha- had the season ended there, uh, they were projected to land the 11th pick in the lottery, according to um, tankathon.com which has a 9.4% chance at top four and 2% chance at number one. So again, we don't know uh, officially if this is the end of the season for the Spurs. If you know if the NBA when they when they come back from suspension, if they're going to actually let the teams continue to play the regular season, that looks like the most uh, likely not uh, route. That's not going to happen. Should I say it's probably it's probably just there. if they do come back for the season, I think that they're just going to let like, the playoff teams play uh, the rest of the season to try to figure out a champion. Um, so if if this is where they end up having to draft at, at 11th or or right there in, in the um, in that position, um, what what do y'all think, uh, John? Go ahead and take it. Uh, so I, I believe a little differently. I still think that we're going to get like, maybe if the season does start back up, maybe like two or three games that aren't playoffs, just because like the guys are going to need some kind of warm up. They're not going to go straight into, you know, maybe a secluded training camp and then into the playoffs. But I mean, the Spurs are done. We, we can, we can say that, right? 
Rudy, Rudy Gay's out of his mind when he says, "Oh, the Spurs are about to go on a run." No, dude, it, it's not happening. It, we've seen, we've been hearing about the run from Dejounte Murray tweeting it out. The Spurs are coming, and Lonnie Walker. The Spurs are coming. No, you're not. You're not, dude. You had all season, and just because it was March and you beat the Mavericks, you know, pretty decently with Lamarcus Aldridge, doesn't mean the team was really going anywhere. So. The streak's over. No matter what the memes say, unless the season's canceled, then yeah, we won't even talk about it. But other than that, yeah, they were they were toast from the beginning. Uh, Joe, you want to give your input? Yeah, man, I agree with John. Total, total meme, totally, man. Uh, I think Rudy Gay just you think he was being optimistic, you know. But when you look at the product that was out there on the court, especially from the beginning of the season and what's transpired all you know all the way until this last game where they defeated the Mavericks. This team hasn't won more than three games in a row, and they're very inconsistent. They go up and down. They lose. They win, they win a game, then they lose a couple more, then they'll win one, they'll lose a couple more, and it's just inconsistency across the board. I mean, I, I appreciate Rudy Gay's optimism, but at the end of the day, the numbers don't lie, you know, and I think, you know, Paul, you're a big numbers guy just like I am. I'm a realist, you know, I, I really hope that this team would make that push to go into the playoffs, but... Unfortunately, the the math wasn't in their favor, you know, and, and this inconsistent play, it just, you know, spelled disaster for us from the get go. And, you know, the, the sad part is it didn't even really to me, it didn't even really matter what type of lineup was out there. You were always going to have this inconsistent play just because of the level of talent that's out there on the court at any given time. I think the, the hodgepodge or that mismatch of the veterans with these younger players they're just not meshing well, you know, and we can see at times when the veterans are out there on the court kind of messes with the flow a little bit. Then you have the younger group crew come in and they can get up and run and they're exciting to watch and they can put up some points, but they just never seem to find the balance. So, you know, I'm, I agree with John. Steven, you want to give your input on that? Yeah. So basically, I mean, I, I agree with what you guys are saying. I, I don't see a situation where the NBA comes back immediately. Like everyone thinks like, oh, this will be wrapped up and, you know, Two weeks, three weeks by eight by Easter. I've heard in the past twenty four hours. This thing is going to linger for a while, and as long as this thing lingers, you're going to have a situation where you're not going to be able to play. So I kind of agree with John, where John said, you know, we're going to have a couple of games to get, kind of get the guys back into rhythm. Um, Spurs are done. I agree with all all of you guys. The Spurs are not going to make the playoffs. Um, and to be totally blunt, they don't deserve to make the playoffs the way they played all season. They're too inconsistent. They've had issues on both ends of the floor. They, uh, Paul, you and I have discussed this on the Spurs cast many times uh, where they play well in spurts. They had spurts of good games, quarters. In certain games, they play well for certain quarters. Um, but it's not going to happen. They're not going to make the playoffs. Uh, they don't deserve to make the playoffs. And on top of that, you have a situation now going into the offseason where, you know, we don't know what this team is going to look like in the next next season. If there is a next season, <laughs> debating how long this virus uh, takes to contain. Um, we don't know what this team is going to look like. Well, Pop return is coach. There's a whole bunch of questions going on. But for this season, guys, um, players like Marco Bellinelli, Bryn Forbes, um, Lonnie Walker, who has had a good season, uh, didn't have a good start because he wasn't playing much. There's too much inconsistency with this roster and with this team as a whole to make the playoffs. So I kind of agree with all of y'all. 
Yeah. And so now, Stephen, you kind of mentioned some players there that I want to kind of focus into now. And that's that's the offseason. You know, if this is indeed the offseason for the Spurs, if their season did just end there um, back back when this when these orders were announced for them to suspend the season. So they have a number of players um, with different options here that they got to look at for the offseason. And we don't know yet, you know, how the salary caps to be impacted. I've been I, the guy that I really follow for this is Bobby Marks. And he kind of guesses that, you know, even if they come back in August and, and or July to August, whatever that, that timeline is to try to finish this, the playoffs, at least that the most likely outcome is that they're going to keep the salary cap right at 109 million, which is where it was last year. So basically they're not going to have that projection of like up to 115. Um, that's the most likely route, which means that a lot of players that are going to enter free agency, they're going to lose some money there. They weren't going to get the money that they thought they were. A lot of players uh, in, in, in um, with the draft picks as well, their, 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 their um, number could also come down that they that they were going to get because all this is tied to the BRI, uh, the basketball revenue um, uh, income. I think it is. I forgot the, the, what the acronym stands for. Anyway, so, um, so let's just kind of go bounce by player by player that's kind of in this situation of of their their future's not certain for next year in terms of uh, being guaranteed on the contracts uh let's start off with the with the first name and this is a a guy demar Derozan, who has a player option he has to to decide on now he has to to june 30th but i feel like i, I think that they're going to move it obviously um later to a different date because they don't know where, how the season's going to end or when it when it's going to end uh so he could really lose out a lot of money here if the, if the salary cap doesn't increase like it looks like it's not going to so um just anybody who wants to talk about DeRozan's case I'll talk about it I mean I'll just let you know off the bat I'll let you know right off the bat man I think DeRozan I think DeRozan is one of these players who's been really consistent for the San Antonio Spurs I just feel like San Antonio is not a good fit for him for his style of of play Uh, San Antonio has relied on a lot of the ISO play uh, as of late you know which everybody kind of gets upset with because they're like that's not stereotypical Spurs basketball it's just a change they've had to make because they do have DeMar DeRozan out there on the court who is your better player, one of your best players out there. Uh, I like him a lot as a player. You know, I like his work ethic and everything that he does. He doesn't complain. He just goes out there and he just wants to ball. I just don't think that he's a very good fit here for the San Antonio Spurs system, per se. Uh, I would hate to, you know, see him go for nothing. But, I mean, at the end of the day, if the numbers don't match up and he wants a bigger deal – and let's say the Spurs are only offer going to offer him a three-year deal and he wants a five-year deal, I mean, good luck to him, you know. But it wouldn't surprise me if he walks. But I do appreciate the time that he spent here in San Antonio. Um, John, uh, do you think that DeRozan's weighing that, that option of maybe signing, signing a short-term deal elsewhere with somebody for like a year or two just because, you know, they know that once the season comes back next year or the following year that the, the salary cap will continue to go up? Because basically if he signs a four- or five-year uh, max with another team or even the Spurs, it's not going to look as good because, again, he's, he's going to lose some money this coming offseason. So do you think he's weighing that decision maybe of, of possibly maybe like just signing a short-term deal if he, if he does want to leave San Antonio? Absolutely, but I think – because we don't know what the other cap situations are yet. I think Detroit probably has, you know, enough space to sign him and he probably wants to reunite with uh, the coach there. I'm blanking on his name right now. That used to be in Toronto. Uh, Dwayne Casey. Thank yeah. you. Dwayne Casey. Casey. Good. This is what happens when you're away from basketball for two weeks. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it's just one of those things. I, I feel like the more likely thing, if in any case that he does sign would be just signing short term in San Antonio he probably enjoys Pop's company. And I love, like Joe said, like I love DeMar as a player. I love DeMar as a person. The fit's just not there, and they need to move on at some point. And what's funny is, uh, you know, I was watching Fox Sports Southwest has been doing the replays of old Spurs games, and seeing DeMar hit a three before LaMarcus had his whole 
uh, let me step out a whole foot and actually hit three pointers instead of long twos. And it's like, okay, so <laughs> that Demar, what happened to him, and why did he disappear? Like he had three in that game, and just I, I don't remember the last time he attempted one after that. And it's just, you know, there's a there's a lot of uncertainty with the cap situation and with other teams. But you know, the Spurs are going to have to pay Derek White. Uh, Dejounte's extension is going to kick in. A lot of these guys, Pirtle's a restricted free agent, and we've talked about this before. And it's just, do you focus on? And if they end up with a lottery pick, like that's a lot of salary you have to commit to a rookie too, especially if that rookie's talented enough to stay in San Antonio or be in Austin and just riding the bench. It, it's just he's his best bet is probably going to be opt in, and maybe if the Spurs are lucky, trade him to a team with space like Detroit. I I, I don't know, but. I'm I'm curious to see. He has to definitely be weighing it because especially now with the Olympics moving up too. Like if he's going to play for Team USA and Pop is going to be at Team USA and stay in San Antonio, that's a whole nother issue you got to worry about. So actually, John, you just brought something up that I didn't even think about with DeRozan. So if he wanted to do the sign and trade, which we had heard reports about that, you know, if that was the case, if he couldn't find a deal for a team that didn't have cap space, then um, you know he could look at a sign and trade. However, a sign and trade to do that, you have to sign at least a three year deal. So now, Stephen. I'll ask yes. you this question. Do you think that, that now that impacts that ability of, of getting a sign and trade done for DeRozan? The fact that if he signs this year with any other team, he could end up losing money. But if he signed, if he goes to a sign and trade to somewhere, he wants to be a team that's over the cap, um, like a good, you know, decent playoff team or a team that's right there. Uh, they would have to, he would have to take a three year deal. So now how, how do you think that impacts that situation? I, mean, I think he's thinking about everything to be quite honest with you. I mean, we saw, um, I think it was Jabari Young tweeted uh, that, you know, DeMar was not happy in San Antonio, the, the, the whole the blah, blah, blah. We all saw it. We have nothing else to do, so I'm sure we all read it. So basically, um, <laughs> so basically we saw that. And DeMar obviously responded to that. But he's clearly weighing the option. I mean, let's be real. I mean, all of us are probably, if we were in that situation, we weighing the option too. He's looking at every single op- option. His agent is probably looking at every single option. And I think, this is where I sit with it. I, I was curious to say because nobody's going to turn down $27 million or whatever he's owed uh, this coming season. So, or next season, I should say, um, for that. So that's one. Two, if the Spurs want to make a trade, I could see him like he's like, uh, I think John said it, you know, trading him to Detroit, back to Detroit. But also you're talking about the playoff, a playoff caliber team and signing a last deal. I could see that happening, particularly because DeMar is not getting any younger. He's been in the league for a while. He lost out on a chance to win a title with the Raptors whenever they traded for Kawhi, or the Spurs traded Kawhi away to Toronto. Um, so he mm-hmm. clearly wants a chance. <laughs> he clearly wants a championship. So I mean, you're good. You're good. I I, I still uh, vomit in my mouth when I say his name. So basically, you have a situation where you know you want uh, a championship, and I mean, like I said, you're, he's not getting any younger. So I I could see that happening, and I could see him possibly signing a shorter deal in order to get that situation where he goes to another team. You said okay. Kawhi Leonard, dude. I. I put a Moses on him because I have nothing but time. So I've been going after, all, you know, in my studio and I have all these pictures of him and some of these clippings and posters. So I'm putting a little white circle on his face with the question mark. Oh my gosh. And it says MVP <laughs> and it just says question mark. And he just has somebody holding up the trophy. So I don't know who that is now. Why? <laughs> Um, let's shift over to another player who's who's pretty impactful for the Spurs, and that's Jakob Pertl. Uh He he is um, a restricted free agent this coming summer, uh, where where you know 
I, again, because I think that because of the situation that that this is that that has taken place, where a lot of teams are going to have a lot more as much money as they thought they were, I almost feel like it, it benefits the Spurs that they may be able to just bring him back uh, on on a very team friendly kind of deal. Um, Joe, is that what you kind of see with Pirtle situation? I think Pirtle is one of these interesting players for the San Antonio Spurs because you know I think at the end of the day we never thought that Jakob Pirtle would kind of develop into the type of player that he's developed into which has been a big surprise for San Antonio because you have a big man who can go out there and run the court quite well. He has good handles, you know, he can pass the ball and he plays really good defense. So he's not a superstar by any stretch, but he's a solid player and can give you solid minutes when his number is called. So given that, uh, I don't know what the asking price would be for Yaka Portal out there in free agency, you know? So that is a an interesting conundrum that we're in right now. Do we go ahead and make him an offer and overpay? Or do we just go ahead and see what other teams would be willing to give him and then make a comparable offer to, you know, to kind of uh, say, hey, man, why don't you just go ahead and stay right here since you already know the system and you don't have to go anywhere else and learn a brand new system. Just stay in San Antonio. But I think the issue is at the end of the day, how much playing time is he going to get? You know, because we Mm -hmm. still have LaMarcus Aldridge and that could play a factor, you know, because he is a young player. He is still in the in the prime of his youth, you know, and he's going to want to go out there and really showcase what he's got. So that's going to be interesting come free agency. Uh, John or Stephen, either of you have any opinions on Pirtle? I really like him. I like Jakob. I think he's a very solid big man. Uh, to Paul, you and I have talked about this. Whenever he first got here, I didn't know who he was. Um, now I, I think he's a very capable Big man, and I think he he's not appreciated enough like he should be, um, not just with fans but with media p- types as well. I mean, he's a very he was a very solid pickup for the Spurs, um, and I would like to see him stick around for a little while longer. I mean, he's a young player, and I think the Spurs need to get go young. And I mean, I know there's been that mantra or that uh, stigma that the Spurs have been old, quote unquote, old uh, for a while ever since like the Big Three era. But they've gotten younger over the past couple of years, and I think Jakob is another step in that right direction to keep him around. All right, so we're going to change, so continue with, the, with these um, these these offseason players that we're looking at. Uh, we're going to change. I'm going to change the question to each of you uh, in, in a different way. So, John, give me the reason why the Spurs should bring back Bryn Forbes. Or do you want me to pass Come this on, to somebody man. else? <laughs> Sorry. On, All right, I'll give John the opposite then. But, but Joe or Steven, y'all are going to have to answer this then. So, John, give All me the right. reason why the Spurs should not bring back Bryn, For- Bryn Forbes, who's an unrestricted free agent. Why they shouldn't? How much time do you have? <laughs> Make it sh- not not too long. Not too long. Defense, defense, height, too many guards. There, I'm. That's that's all I really need. Like and inconsistent shooting. He's he's not Steph Curry. He's not Seth Curry. He's Bryn Forbes. Unless you've got someone that can hide his deficiencies, he doesn't have a spot on this team. That pretty much sums it up. Uh, Stephen or or Joe, <laughs> could either of you could either of you defend bringing back Bryn Forbes? Unless you, you need... have some magic beans in your pocket somewhere that's going to make him grow <laughs> two inches, he needs to go. He, I didn't give him the nickname barbecue for anything. No. You know, he gets cooked inside the paint. He gets cooked out there on the court defensively. He's he's overcooked barbecue chicken, man. He's got to go, dude. There ain't no reason why we need to bring him back. I will, I will say this. I, I will say this. The only reason I could see bringing him back is just to have an extra butt in the chair on the bench at the end of the bench during garbage time. That's the only way I could see him play. He had a good season a year ago, a very good season in the playoffs. 
this season has been kind of the complete opposite. He shouldn't be a starter. Paul, we've discussed in the Spurs cast. Joe, you and I have discussed this other, other, on the other show as well. He should not be a starter. So if you're going to bring him back, put his, put his butt at the end of the bench. That's it. Yeah. And I mean, you guys pretty much just summed it up and, and I, it's, it's hard to, to defend them, bringing him back. I, I know that the team's probably going to look at, Oh, well, he's our guy. He's like, he's, he's basically the, one of the top two, three point shooters. Actually, he's number one on the team with three point makes. And that's like, the one skill that he really provides to this team, but like it's, it's coming at the expense where it's, it doesn't matter how, how good of his three point shooting is because again, look at the offense. It wasn't a great offense this year. They were, they were league average offense or even worse at times. Uh, and then defensively, you, the data does not lie. This is like two or three years of data now that says that he's not a good, def- he has trouble on defense and it's just not going to happen. Like you said, Joe, it's just, you know, it's just not going to magically happen overnight where you can just turn him into a, to, to, to an elite defender or even, even like, you know, at least decent ro- rotation player. So, so um, yeah. And, and for the, for the, I don't know if even other, teams you know how much they're going to offer to him uh like i said he's probably gonna lose out some money this this coming offseason because of the situation but okay so i think we're all in agreement that we don't see them bringing back or maybe they will bring him back but we don't agree you know at, as of this point we wouldn't agree with them bringing him Bryn forbes okay so since since y'all's reaction was like that for Bryn forbes i'll just i'll just make this question easier for you all for the oh, next God. player can any of you um defend bringing back marco bellinelli anyone wants to no. take it if, no john <laughs> no Okay, so you know, it and, like, I, and I like I, Italian food, man. I love me some Italian food, but and I like pizza, man. But uh, no, no, I would, Marco, I would like no, but no, I, I find it. I, I feel like, I mean, he's tanked his value if you can get him for cheap. But Marco just turned thirty four today. Like, no, there's no way. Oh, there's no oh, reason. Happy birthday, pay. Marco! Happy, happy birthday, Marco! I'm sorry, I don't see a future for you in San Antonio. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, I'm with you guys here. You know, I, again, I didn't see, we could just tell there was a big drop off for him. You know, he's, he, he got his three point percentage up, but just like Bryn, he's still, a, you know, there's still, there's still a negative on defense for him when he's out there on the floor and he's not making your team any better. Plus both of those players, if they, if they're back, well then it's taking away minutes from Lonnie Walker, from Kelton Johnson. A lot of these young players that we were talking about, Derek White, uh, Dijon Timur, we, you, you don't want to see that as this team continues to go, especially we know that this team as they were today was not a playoff team. Uh, the last player, um, does anyone want to give their input on whether or not they think that uh, Chemezi Metu will will have his contract guaranteed for next season. I think he's interesting. I'm, I've been following Chemezi uh, for quite some time. Um, I've even seen him in the hallways. You know, when I go out there into the bowels of the AT and T Center, and you know, I've, I've I've just had a quick conversation with him one time, and I told him that you know I thought he was a really good player. You know, he had a lot of potential, and I like what I was seeing out of him. You know, and he was like, oh, thank you. You know, and just kind of walked walked down the, the hallway and went into the, the, the locker room. But I like his I like what he's been able to do as far as the evolution of his game, especially out there with the Austin uh, Spurs in the G League. He has a three point shot now that he's kind of developed. He has a good, you know, perimeter jumper. He's athletic. He's springy. You know, he's he has some length to him. I just wish that he had a little bit more playing time when it came for him when he gets his number called uh, to come to San Antonio to play. But minutes are hard to come by, you know, and he's one of these players that I believe that has a lot of potential, but he can get lost in the shuffle. So he's another one that's interesting. Are you going to throw money at keeping Yaka Portal? Or are you going to go ahead and make an offer for Shemezi? And if you do that, then you know what that means. You're going to have to let Drew Eubanks walk, you know, and a lot of Spurs fans like him. Yeah. But again, you know, there's limited minutes and, so much playing time that can go around for everyone. So somebody's got to go. Um, John or Steven, did y'all have any input on, on Metu? 
I no, he's gone. Uh, I I think if if he was if he would have been anything short of impactful, we would have seen him in here instead of Drew Eubanks on his two way contract starting while Chemezi's in Austin. I think if if there was any potential there, and I I also think if Trey Lyles isn't the value find that he's become, there's probably minutes there for Chemezi. But Trey can play defense. He can defend the basket well enough for his size. He can shoot a three ball. Chemezi struggles making layups, making hooks. He's he's got a lot of things he's got to fine tune. And I don't care if you're putting up thirty and ten in Austin. We we saw Matt Costello do the same thing. Drew Eubanks has done it. I, I think that's a waste of a guaranteed roster spot, depending on other transactions that you can make with this team, other signings, trades, whatever. Because obviously, if you're not going to do a one for one for Demar, there's no one out there that is of equal value for Demar. You may have to take a second or third piece, and that's a roster spot where you can just dump Chemezi for nothing. You gave him a guaranteed contract. He was a second round pick, whatever. That's someone else that can take that spot there. But I like Drew Eubanks, though, man. Who doesn't like him on the oh, bench, John? He, you like his antics. I, He's like one of these guys that gets all pumped when somebody has a dunk or an explosive explosive pay, play. I, I love his expression. I, I love the expression, too, on a two-way contract. <laughs> so, so actually, so, um, you know, I, for him and also Quindary Weatherspoon and actually Trey Lyles, John, you mentioned. So they're actually all – so so. Quindary and and um, Eubanks are both on restricted free. They're going to be restricted free agents this offseason. Uh, Trey Lyles will be an uh, a, he's a non guaranteed contract. But I think that you know in my mind I completely forgot that he's a non guaranteed player just because I, I know he's part of rotation. John yeah. kind of mentioned it there. I so so you know we don't all of us I think agree that 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 Trey will not be waived right. Yeah, yeah, he's no. not going to no. be waived. Okay, yeah. and okay, um, yeah. So, so you know, and, and obviously those dates will move back now, and as as we continue to see what happens. So, like Trey had till June thirtieth for the Spurs to determine if they're going to keep his contract. Uh, I think that they're they're going to move that back, and I think we're all in agreement that they're going to keep him. Uh, and then Chemezi had till August first, but that may get moved back to who knows, like I think November, October. So we'll kind of see what happens. So, so now, guys, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of relink, like, like take a little break from the hosting duties until the end of the episode. So, guys, um, you know, this is a like I said, this is a little bit different of an episode because. Because you know this is this is a lot of different time for all of us. You know, as, as we're in these these different places uh, of where, depending on where you live, like like for the major, for all three of us, uh, all four of us, we're all in a places where they have uh, shelter in place. But maybe some other parts of the United States don't have that, or other countries, if you're listening from outside, don't have those kind of policies uh, in place. Um, so I guess anyone wants to take the, take over the mic and kind of just uh, go into a free form of where you want to go with this conversation. Stephen. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Paul. I appreciate that. All right, guys. So um, I, I knocked out the Spurs portion, so we're good there. All right. Cool. So uh, happy. Just happy, don't talk happy, to me about no big brother, and we're good, Stephen. Happy happy quarantine, my friends. Happy quarantine, uh, John. I'll start with you. Uh, how, how's quarantine life for you? Man, I've, this is week two, the start of week two of me being at home. My Xbox has not seen so much work <laughs> since I bought the thing. Uh, let me t- Call of Duty, 2K. I, I've for some reason got 2K because it was on Game Pass for free because I wouldn't willingly pay for 2K after how bad it was yeah. to start this season. I'm sorry, Paul, because I know you and Mike play 2K, but I know that uh, thing had its issues. Go ahead. That's my that's my podcasting game. So here's what I do: I listen to all my podcasts, but while I'm playing 2K, because I, I can like just turn yeah. on mute, I mute it, and I just play either my career or else I play random games. Exactly, and yeah, the Batman Telltale series, episode one and two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that, that's been about it for me. Besides watching the news and 
I, I have no reason to watch Sports Center. I have no reason to watch ESPN. So I put the news on until my eyes bleed, and I just turn it off and go back on the onto the Xbox, and occasionally you know read, spend time with my dog, my girlfriend, stuff like that. You know, I actually speaking of 2K, I actually. Uh, went in and it was like, well, I need some sports in my life. So what I did was I sim- simulated the whole Spurs season, this whole Spurs season. They didn't make the playoffs, obviously. So I went in. DeMar in 2K did not, um, you know, he did not return to the team. He went to Portland, which is weird. So then I, I traded I traded Bryn Forbes to, to, to uh, Memphis for some, for some cash. Uh, Marco Bellinelli, I, I told him bye, go back to Italy. And so then, for some reason, I got Enos Cantor in a good deal. I got uh, I traded Lamarcus to Golden State for uh, uh, Draymond Green. And so my roster looks completely upside down right now. And currently, I'm at, I'm at a record of ten and ten. So uh, maybe a little bit better than what they were, but still, I mean that, that that's my life right now. <laughs> Yeah, no, man. Me, I'm just watching Netflix. I'm been watching that series, Tiger, yes. Tiger King, dude. That's oh, so that weird, dude. That but I can't stop yeah. watching. What's wrong with watch me, that. man? <laughs> <laughs> that dude's mullet is on point, bro. Dude, <laughs> no, wait, 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 for, Joe. Joe, for anyone who doesn't know what that is, can you explain what the show is? Yeah, it's but, but don't spoil guy. it because I'm I'm gonna jump into it this weekend. So don't. Yeah, spoil me it. too. No, it's a, uh, no all a it is synopsis. It, it basically all it is, it's chronologic. It's like a chronic, like a, a documentary. Let's put it like that. And all it's doing is following the guy at his animal sanctuary where there's nothing but big cats there. And it's showing the other people who have animal sanctuaries and like this, uh, like what happens behind the scenes, you know, and the little feuds that they have, you know, and you got to just keep watching it. But Man, that dude's mullet is like on point, bro. It's like on another level. Like you got the Billy Ray mullet and then you have the Tiger King mullet. And that's just like through the stratosphere. Like, damn, dude, that mullet just needs to like, it has like its own personality, dude. It's like, damn, I can't stop watching the mullet, bro. It's like platinum blonde too, man. So I'm just like, like he gone super saiyan or something you know so <laughs> so i got i got exposed to joe exotic off of last week tonight with john oliver in 2016 uh, I love he of, yeah he was making fun of third party candidates and he was like and here's jill stein and then here's joe exotic <laughs> and it's like this whole promotional video of him running for president in 2006 ago what the hell is this so then when i heard there was a netflix whole series on him I'm like okay i've got to watch this now so outside of yeah. that i've watched uh, don't f with cats. The first two episodes of Don't f with cats, and that is oh, wild. Yeah. That is really yeah. good. Now nice, another nice. thing. What else have I been doing? Oh, I've been playing some video games too. Uh, my yeah. my kids, man, they got me into the Animal Crossing, dude. It's horrible, bro. It's horrible. <laughs> it's so good that you get addicted to it, dude. Like you play it, and you're like, you think you've only been for playing the game for like four minutes or something. You blink, and it's like four hours later, and you're like, what happened, dude? I'm over here fishing and stuff, you know, <laughs> trying to trying to trade with my little villager friends, you know, and I get excited because somebody gave me, you know, a, a hat or something. I'm like, dude, <laughs> this game is awesome. <laughs> Animal Crossing, oh dude. Animal Crossing, bro. Animal Crossing is where oh it's at, goodness. dude. Y'all can have your Paul- NBA 2K and your Modern Warfare, man. Animal Crossing. 
Oh goodness! I, I gotta get on Animal Crossing. I, I I've seen it. I've seen it trending on Twitter, and I was like, I've seen my friends play it, so I definitely got to get in on that. Paul, what have you been up to, man? Oh man, just kind of with you guys, uh, uh, video games, and then um, you know, just kind of just you know, staying in, and then uh, watching watching different shows and, and getting into things. And like John, you know, it's very depressing to have to look at the numbers. I have like all these pages open with the COVID nineteen numbers in San Antonio and Texas and then across yeah. the world, and that's really depressing. But you know, uh, and then just following things of, of how everything's going. Uh, actually, I've been reading a little bit more i've actually finished like two books and i've started out there one uh just because my eyes actually hurt because i'm like i'm constantly looking at screens like all day because yeah. now that there's really nothing yeah. else to do so i've gotten to the point where my eyes literally hurts so, like i have to take like 30 minutes or an hour and just kind of just set it down and either if it's my phone or if it's the, the video games or if it's my computer your eyes hurt from looking at print or from the, the screen you know, the screens the screens because <laughs> okay. i want man that's all we've been doing is like just being on the screen because so that's the only like form of entertainment entertainment so um, so I've actually been reading a little bit, um, uh, you know, uh, back and forth, nice. uh, just picking up books. So, you know, that's thing I normally don't do. So that's, that's good that I've had that time. Um, here's a question I had for you, any of y'all. So have any of y'all even watched any sports? Because I, I know I've stayed away from normal sports. Like, you know, oh, I've watched some sports. I've watched some oh, yeah. sports. One of the ones that made me bust out laughing was the WWE. Uh, I think it was, uh, I don't know if it was Monday Night Raw or was SmackDown. But they had Steve, Stone Cold Steve Austin come out. And he's like, can I get a hell yeah? And there's nobody in the audience, you know, except for the announcers. And the announcers go, the announcer goes, hell yeah. And then he's all, you know how Stephen Austin goes through his whole spew when the audience Mm -hmm. comes back and he's like, what? And and there's nothing, dude. Nobody says nothing, not even the announcers. (laughs) Like you could hear a pin drop, dude. And I'm just like, it must be tough, especially if you're a wrestler and you come out there in the ring, I mean, the audience is part of your shtick, you know, that's what really gets them going. The interaction with the audience and the signs and all that, that's, you know, funny to see in on TV. And now it's just at a training facility. It's just like, hmm, that's tough, dude. So I can only imagine what's going to happen, you know, when things start coming back again, and there's nobody there. Yeah. Although I got to tell you, man, watching the the marble racing that was that was i don't know dude that was kind of calming man I, I i liked it i dug it dude you ever seen the marble racing i've seen i've yes. seen the videos yeah i haven't i, I could dig that time. dude you're like you're, you're watching this kind of calming you're like damn dude i wonder who's gonna win <laughs> it's more more entertaining than nascar dude marble racing <laughs> It it tells you where we are in this quarantine thing. The marble racing is currently our form of entertainment, and we're actually enjoying it right now. I mean, that that just tells you where we're at. It's like, it hasn't even been a month. It's been like what about a week? Less, maybe a little over a week now. I mean, it's 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 pretty bad for me. I mean, I you guys know obviously sports is where I, I base my brand off of, but unfortunately, we're not in sports right now. So I've been covering TV shows and like 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 a, a Joe. I mentioned it. Sorry, covering Big Brother, covering The oh, Masked God. Singer, my favorite new show, The Masked Singer, baby. You know, oh, Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin went off as the bear. Was was not <laughs> expecting that. <laughs> so she was she was so rapping, that, dude. I was like, what's she doing, man? I want to, how the heck did she know all the words to that song is what I want to know. I don't even know. And, 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 and man, I bet you you crazy. were singing along too, Stephen. That's more disturbing. I was. <laughs> I was actually. Yes, I was. I really, really was. Just imagine me in my living room dancing along with her. In anyway, your bubble? So, in your bubble? <laughs> in, in my hazmat suit, yes. And so... The- <laughs> so also originally uh, i also been covering uh this whole coronavirus thing so like um like you were saying paul it is depressing to look at the numbers every single day 
look at the all the facts. I actually, before the, I started recording this with you guys, I was actually writing up my script that I might be doing a video on of the virus uh, for, for my uh, politics page, which I am covering the politics uh, side of it. The Democratic race, I'll be covering that as well, and the general election. So that should be fun to, to cover that. Um, you know, uh, that, that should be some fun. So let me ask you guys. Uh, we heard uh, from uh, the president earlier this week that it's going to end in Easter. Any of you guys think just, – just, you make it quick. Do you guys think this will end in Easter? No, quick I answer, don't. no. Absolutely no? not. No? No. Okay. So we're all in agreement it's not going to end in Easter. So let's get – keeping this on the sports-related topic. Um, Stick to sports, you, Stephen. Come on. <laughs> never. Never, John. This never. Is a, this is a sports <laughs> show, man. We're not Wolf never. Blitzer, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you should see the graphics I'm making. It's, it's going to be fun. So uh, let me ask you this, guys. Do you think the NFL or the college football season – we already know the Olympics are being pushed back. So do you think the NFL or college football season will be affected by this? And if so, do you think the start of the seasons will be delayed? I think everything's oh, going to be affected by this right I, now. I think that – the truth. Mm-hmm. And what I what I really um, worry about is that that, that uh, you know Dr. Fauci's out there with the administration. He's he's putting out these you know he's a really good, good guy to watch and, and listen to on these things. He's, he's one of the lead scientists in this. Yeah. And he talks about how it could come back in the fall. Like let's say we do you know everybody's yep. talking about flattening the curve, and so say we do flatten yep. the curve by within you know the next month or two, like like May at at, at, at worst, uh, and, and we get back to normal by like June, July, and everything looks good. But then I think that as the cold weather starts coming in again, September, August time. Uh, and then toward October, you know, who knows if this thing flames up again and, and it, it all of a sudden comes back seasonal. And then that, again, we might have to go into quarantine again and because we, we know that for sure that the vaccine probably will not be ready for, for um, you know, they said 12 to, to 18 months. So I really think that it could have an effect on, on, on football as well, not just basketball. Yeah. What about you, John? I, You know, my biggest concern is my job is very heavily in sports. So yeah. I, I do I do worry that – this goes on a little longer. I know there was some stuff I didn't, I can't cite it. Cause I, I can tell you, I just saw it in passing about how the virus doesn't really withstand humid and, and hot climate. So at right. least for Texas, it'll be okay. I would hope it doesn't impact baseball season or football season. I mean, it's already impacted baseball season. Opening day would have been today, but going into maybe May or June, I think is when I would be a little more concerned that we don't have, anything going on even if it means like not having it, just having sports with fans i'm to- without fans i'm totally okay with that i just worry about something happening like the chinese basketball association was on hold for 11 weeks they come back and they're like okay now we have to wait till may like maybe if regular life everything else can go back to normal by easter that's a little early if it's mid may later may i mean yeah mid may later in may cool but sports-wise, if, if they can take as long as they want. I don't care if it's abbreviated. <laughs> I don't care if it's uh, it rushed or shortened. Whatever it is, whatever you have to do, just take your time. Because the last thing I want to see is we us having to go into quarantine again or us having to do this all over again in fall. This has been you know, a nice kind of way to recharge the last few weeks, but I don't want to have to do this again. Yeah, yeah I'm tired of staying at home already, man. I want to get out and see some sports, you know, I think everybody wants yeah. to have a, a return to normalcy, you know, so yeah. hopefully that everybody can just stay in place and get, get through this. And, you know, we hope that this thing will subside somewhat and, you know, everybody will remain safe out there with their families. That's always my concern because I have yeah. a wife, kids and yeah. families, you know. Yep. 
Yeah, and I mean, for me, like my mom is is diabetic. She so for that, obviously, this would affect her because she's in her sixties. My dad is in his sixties, so I'm I'm more, I'm more worried about them than I am for myself. I mean, I am yeah. staying home uh, just for one, knowing that they're. I actually came back home because I do live on my own, but I came back home specifically to make sure that they're okay, stay here with them, see how they're doing. If they need, need anything, I go out and get it, not them. So, I mean, just for that type of thing. But let me say this. This toilet paper thing, dude, mm. guys, what oh the God. heck? What, what, I, I don't get it. Like, why are you hoarding toilet paper? I mean, is, is, it's not, that's not the end that you have to worry about. And, and you're over here hoarding toilet paper. It makes no sense. I went to, like I said, when we started the thing, I went to the, oh, to the store in my full mask, my full gloves. I Cloroxed all of my groceries. I am not lying to you. I Cloroxed, Clorox wiped all my groceries and there was no toilet paper. And I'm like, what the heck am I going to wipe my butt with? I mean, yes, I know we have, we have uh, <laughs> napkins and other, and other stuff like that, but I mean, I have to I have toilet paper right now, but this thing goes until June, which I think it probably will. What am I going to do? That's my concern. I don't understand why you're hoarding toilet paper. It makes no sense. You wearing a t-shirt, Stephen? <laughs> just go, just cut it off, and just show your midriff, bro. That's all the toilet paper you need. You can wash it, or just go use the manguera huera, dude. Go outside, water hose, bro. Oh my goodness gracious! Oh my goodness. <laughs> All right, so let's get let's continue this conversation, guys. Um, we talked about the toilet paper issue. What's been the biggest surprise? Uh, any of y'all can answer. What's been the biggest surprise of this quarantine slash lockdown slash whatever you want to call it? What's been the biggest surprise? I'll start with you, John. Oh my god, I got a good one. Okay, so I I obviously I live in Houston. I work in the woodlands, so I've got. Randall's, even though they're going out of business constantly, I've got Aldi, I've got Kroger, I've got HEB, Walmart, you name it. I can go anywhere to go do groceries. And let me tell you, the Kroger in the Woodlands, my God, it has been out of everything except Aquafina. And I don't understand why people are buying 33-ounce Essentias, which I love Essentia. I've got a bottle right in front of me right now. This is not a plug. Essentia doesn't pay me a damn thing for this. But the fact that people are buying four 33-ounce bottles of Essentia for 10 bucks and leaving the 24-pack with Aquafina there, and I've got to go, <laughs> well, damn, I'm going to be at home for five straight days before I have to go back and do my whole two-day work week. Let me get the Aquafina because it's the only thing people are leaving behind, and there's no, like, limits on it. It's like, why, what, what is the, does Aquafina give me something that I need to know about? Am I going to die because I'm drinking Aquafina? Please, someone, Dr. Fauci, please tell me <laughs> so I can stop drinking this right now. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Paul, what's the biggest surprise? I guess I'm surprised at how, I mean, it's not really a surprise, but I guess one observation I would have is I'm surprised how much I don't check my phone as much and I'm not on Twitter as much. And I don't really engage on there as much as I normally do, you know, during, because I guess that's like, you know, when there's sports around and basketball's around and you can talk about stats and salary and winning losses, wins and losses, and blah, blah, blah. You have like more, you know, it's just, it's a shared community. Well, when that's not happening, it's just kind of like, you know, I just check the news of what's going on, what's either, either with the coronavirus or even like when Woj updates us on the, on the NBA and what the latest moves are. That's kind of what I check real quick. And then I kind of just get away from my phone for a lot for long hours. It's it's. I think that's kind of what one observation I've had is that I'm, as far as my phone goes and like my Twitter, I'm kind of not on there as much. My presence in terms of just being on there. Joe, well, I think my biggest surprise is you know I'm 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 a Latino, I'm Mexicano, just like most of us here, 
And um, I can't live without my tortillas, dude, and my beans, dude. <laughs> I'm like, y'all are some sick people, man. Why are you all taking all the tortillas? They didn't even leave the, the masa, dude, that you can make your tortillas with, you know? And then the, <laughs> the, the stupid thing is you go into the, the HEB, right? And everybody leaves the Hill Country Fair refried beans there, dude. There's a yes. whole bunch of them there because ain't nobody <laughs> trying to eat that. You know, they take all the, the good stuff, man. I need some beans, bro. You know, what am I going to do? I, I want a chalupa. I want something, you know? I can't man. even buy fajitas, dude. Uh, here, here's one more surprise. Um, and since we're talking about the groceries and everything, um, I went to go. I went to go uh, to Target the other day to get some just normal, normal essentials in, in the in the freezer department. And the only aisle that had all their stuff like fully stocked was the vegetarian area. It's like oh, even Lord. in this crazy pandemic, oh, no nobody, way. Can nobody I trade you? Nobody wanted to eat the well where I where I live. There was like the full like a lot of the vegetarian products were still there. Like there weren't sold out like here. everything else. It was crazy. It's just like I guess people even in Dude, pandemic people don't care. They're not going to eat vegetarian if they have to. So like I, in the area of Houston, I'm in. I've got two Krogers and an HEB near me, and they don't have anything. Like it, it, the selection's real bad, especially for like vegetarian stuff. But I like buying like the organic and vegetarian stuff because I meal prep for my work week, and even now only working two days, like I still like to try to keep that regimen going. So I go to the one in the woodlands. There's nothing. I can't get frozen fruit. I can't get frozen veggies. There's plenty of uh, bluebell. <laughs> there's there's plenty of bad cereal. There's plenty of soda. But I cannot get vegetables to save my life. Like Otherwise, I'm just going to eat nothing but frozen pizza. And I'll be out in like three days. Let me tell you, if I'm going to have frozen pizza for every meal, I'm just going to be out in three days. And I'm going to starve. I'm going to eat my dog maybe. I don't know. <laughs> they got some that- parks in Houston, right? I mean, what do you want to call a park? Dude, I can't even take my dog to the dog park because of social distancing. Like the amount, like it's so crowded that I'm just like, okay, I'm getting out of here. There's no way. Like they don't have any <laughs> wild vegetables that grow up there in Houston, man, at the parks or anything. <laughs> wild I mean, I can go look. Something. I've, I've got like <laughs> mushrooms growing in my apartment complex for when it gets like super humid, and I'm not touching that. Oh. <laughs> my biggest surprise guys has been so i love myself some mac and cheese and i went this is way back when this whole they didn't declare this a national emergency or this is way before that when it first first started and so i'm getting stuck and i'm getting ready all the mac and cheese is gone i'm, I'm at hb 11 o'clock at night all the mac and cheese is gone I'm like what the heck is wrong with you people it's all they have left is those ugly disgusting the ones you can warm up with that instant cheese mm. no i'm like that is not macaroni that crap is not macaroni. That is some no. <laughs> I can't say what I want to say, but no, it's not macaroni. Let's just leave it at that. And so I was hungry, so I ate it. But my goodness, nah. no, that, that is that is not real stuff, man. I mean, they, they get, you had packets of ramen, which to this day I have not eaten ramen in my life to this day, and what? I am not going to start now. <laughs> Seriously, I have not eaten ramen in my life. Man, oh, you haven't it. lived. You have not lived, Stephen, until you've had weenie soup, man. I hate weenie soup with a passion. My mom used to make it when I was younger. Hold on, because Joe, we just had this talk on Twitter the other day. Joe is too bougie to have weenie and egg tacos. Oh, that's disgusting, man. Bro, come on. I know it's a struggle meal, but thank you, Paul. Like, weenie and egg tacos are good. You can go to to Thousand Oaks Cafe and just get them, just just to humble yourself. Weenie and egg taco taste like sadness, dude. 
<laughs> I mean, it's not the best taco, but it's a, it's a decent taco. See, he even said it's not a best taco. No, I mean, no, I'm not saying bro. it's the best taco, but yeah, bro, I'd rather have weenie and egg than potato and egg. I said, it and I don't care mm. who unfollows me. Don't at me. Potato and egg is trash, man. <laughs> Papa ranchera, dude, or some potato and sausage taco with some I hot can't sauce. Do it. Mm. I, I would uh-huh. I would agree with you with uh, with you John on that I would agree with that. Thank so, you. You're, you're welcome. So let me ask you guys this. So I'm assuming all of us have, st- have stocked up, right? All of us have stocked up on food. I got some macaroni, bro. You, I need some toilet paper. You want to make a trade? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! So I, I'm at, in about a week. If this thing goes on, I might have to. So let me ask you this: I have to check uh, the expiration what? date, though. But I, oh. I got some. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm I'm getting desperate. I'm getting desperate. What's the weirdest thing in y'all's fridge right now? In your what? Fridge. In your fridge. Uh, What's the weirdest thing oh in y'all's fridge, refrigerator? Uh. Because y'all know you had, you had to clean up that fridge oh. before I put that new food in. So what's the you weirdest, what thing, the weirdest thing was? Yeah. My wife likes to buy hard-boiled eggs already made. And they come in this little packet that you kind of like Ziploc. And there's like four hard-boiled eggs in there. It, it just looks gross, bro. And they smell horrible. <laughs> I've got, it I got smells two like guests. I've got two. I've I like meal prepping for lunch tacos. I've got plenty of tortillas, Joe. If you want to drive to three hours while shelters in place, I, you, I can get you all the tortillas you want, man. Uh, I like I like tortillas. I like tacos, uh, chicken and like vegan tacos. Kind of like anything I can make with some beans and some tomatoes and some spinach and some meat. So can't get any. I can't find tuna just to have separately. I can't I find uh, canned chicken. So I bought some canned crab meat, which I'm kind of mm. hesitant to even use. I'm curious as real? To how that's going to work out. Is it I real haven't even crab opened meat? the can, man. I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, so I like to like saute it all together, but I can't find tomatoes. Even like just fresh produce, I can't find. So I had to buy the smallest can. I wish I, could, I, I might go grab it and show you. Look, like I know we're not doing video, but. I've got the smallest can of sun-dried tomatoes and olive oil that cost me $5 just so I can cut it up wow. and put it in my tacos. Man. Man, you got a bougie taco then. Man. <laughs> All right, Paul. I'm, let, I'm going to the top weirdest chef thing over in here. Your fridge, man. It's not a weird thing because honestly, like what I'm, what I'm struggling with is that where I live, we, we normally um, see, we take out a lot and we eat, eat out. Yeah. So like we're not used to having to pr- prepare meals for ourselves. So now that like that, that option is pretty much gone. I know, I know you can do delivery, but we're trying to stay obviously with the social distancing. So, so uh, I, ha- I had some, and the reason why I brought up the, the vegetarian thing is because I actually went to that aisle. Cause I, I had bought a few months ago, some, um, some spicy black bean burgers and I hadn't eaten them in a long time. And, and, you know, I had a craving for them one time and then I just never went back to them. And then I, I just finally, I was like desperate for food the other day and I was like, I need something else. And so I just pulled those out and made them. But th- I mean, it's not that weird, but you know, that's just, like I said, like as far as like vegetarian products, they're there. So, that's that's one of the good things during this. Yeah, those are those bougie sun-dried tomatoes, man. That looks good. <laughs> and Kroger brand organic spicy black beans. I didn't even know that was a thing. I can't even get regular beans, can't get regular black beans, spicy black beans. So You know what go. I saw at the H E B the other day too? I saw vegan chorizo, dude. I don't even know what that <laughs> what? is all about, bro. It's chorizo, yeah. dude. It says vegan chorizo. No meat. I don't know what it's made of, dude. Question mark. At least your HEB's got something, man. My HEB is just like a desert. Like there's just tumbleweeds just going around and people looking around lost. And cat I'll litter. Tell you one I, thing. I 
don't even have a cat. I can't find cat litter. I can't find cat food. Like, what is going on? Just use sand. You you, you live in an apartment complex. Just go to the little playground and get the sand from there, bro. <laughs> it's free. It's free. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, Desperate times, brother. Desperate times. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you one thing. It, it, this reminds me a lot of that. Uh, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen this. Um, I Am Legend with Will Smith. And yeah. Um, yeah, and if any of y'all have played Call of Duty, uh, this is exactly what this time reminds me of right now. It, 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 playing Call of Duty and watching I Am Legend has prepared me for this moment right now because who knows how long we're going to be stuck like this. Uh, I still predict till June, just saying. I'm going to throw that out there. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, so before I, I hand the – go ahead, go ahead, John. Didn't even you didn't believe the quarantine was going to happen. And I was like, dude, I don't care if it happens or not. I'm like the Vince Carter of quarantine. I've been through like five <laughs> floods. in Houston. Like I moved, I think I moved in like March, 2015. And then the first flood was like the tax day flood. And I was like, what the hell is going on around here? Like I'm used to San Antonio flooding where like 281 is the only thing you got to worry about. But like incarnate word, like I don't have to worry about like the yeah. whole city's underwater. I've been through Harvey where I had to eat pop tarts for like seven straight days. This is nothing, dude. Oh, wow. <laughs> You know, for for, for me, uh, obviously, you guys know I, I'm a student at UIW, and every single time it floods, all of us are on our phones praying they will cancel school. And now that we are in a situation where we can't go to class because of the whole virus and social distancing, all of us are begging to go back. So, I mean, it's it's that, it's that situation of like can we go back now? I mean, it's, it's the point when I graduate in December and I'm like, I better graduate. Like I, I want to actually walk the stage and, and all that stuff. So hopefully this is over by then or it doesn't come back. But before I let you guys go and I hand the, the uh, hosting reins back to Paul, I want to just <clears throat> get you guys opinions on this. Um, you have a lot of young people, I'm not going to say millennials, it's not millennials um, who don't care about what's going on right now who we saw it in Florida, they're all over on spring break. You know, we, we you know, screw Corona. Uh, let me get Corona. Who, let's see, let's see what happens. The Corona then, challenge. Oh, toilet. Yeah. No, no, no. There is a, on, this is real. There's a Corona party where you go and people are infected to get infected. So you will be mm. immunity to it. There, I am not, go look it up. You don't believe me. It's a real thing. And then you have, uh, this is this this tells you where we are in quarantine, guys. On Twitter, hashtag poop challenge was training. I didn't know what it was. So I click it. And it's these parents putting peanut butter or, ch- or chocolate syrup or putting on their fingers or pretending like it's poop to scare their kids. And, and, and you, they put it on their, their, on their kids as a joke. I watched that for 25 minutes because I was that bored with my life. <laughs> it was so entertaining. But before I, before I get out of here, guys, let me just ask you this. What do you think of those young kids right now out who are not caring about this? Do you think this is a reason why this is going to continue longer than it should? Uh, I'll start with you, Paul, since you're a teacher. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, obviously they're making this for me in education. They're making the students stay home just because a lot of where we live in Texas, all the schools are basically closed down. So, um, you know, they have to. I I don't know, you know, uh, what's going on. What what, just like with basketball, I'm a data person, even even with this with this virus, where I have like the the numbers in front of me, and so even like you know, this the 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 younger generation may think that you know it's not a big deal, but like here in San Antonio, these are real numbers right now in San Antonio. There's five people that are between the ages of zero and nineteen. There are 
18 people between 20 and 29 years old. So I, I know that a lot of, of the uh, of the younger people think that you know their bodies are stronger, which they are. Uh, but you know, again, it can still get it can still get you, and and, and, it, and it can sometimes be fatal. Just yesterday was I think it was in L.A. in California. Uh, there was this mm-hmm. situation where somebody um, younger than 18 years old actually passed away from it. So again, um, you know, it's it's not, and I and not only that, it's like it's like what some of the medical experts have said. It's like it's like don't just think of it as like yeah, maybe you can fight it off, but like you may be taking it to your grandparents, to your parents, you know, your loved ones, to, uh, whoever you know is elderly or, or takes care of you. So so yeah, I, I just ho- hope that you know. They change their mind frame. Those those that are not following the the rules and guidelines. John, I I'm man. I feel like this is going to go on a lot longer than it should for multiple reasons. But the young people, especially, I will say, I work in a building with about four hundred people. Some of them are pretty old, enjoy their job, don't want to retire, and I worry about them. My dad is sixty. My mom is sixty six. My dad works in a building of 500 people, and the moment he was told he could work from home, he did. And I just look at someone like I, – I don't want to bring the whole mood down because obviously we wanted to do this to have fun and be lighthearted. But if we're going to be serious, look it at Carl Anthony situation, Towns. situation, yeah. yeah. Exactly. He, Carl Anthony Towns is 24, and his mom just had to be put in a medically-induced coma just to hopefully survive what's going on. And it yeah. really infuriates me when someone – I, I don't care if you don't want to watch the news. I don't care if you don't want to be on the internet. It Just take it seriously. Just stay home. Relax. It's okay. Like, you're being told to stay home just to get past this. It's okay. You can... All those times you wanted to binge watch Netflix, all those times you wanted to play Call of Duty all day, hello, I'm doing it. Like, <laughs> there's a reason. <laughs> and if I can save a life by playing Call of Duty and taking lives in that video game, I'm gonna do it. And I just wish other people had that same mentality. I, I just, there's plenty of time to go to the beach. There's plenty of time to do other things you want to do. And it's just, as long as you save other people's lives, it's not about you. And that's the most important thing that I can just stress right. to someone. to those people that are younger than us that are like Steven's age, younger than Steven. Those are the only yeah. ones that I'm worried about. Yeah. yeah. And Joe? Yeah, me, I'm just like, you know what? Just the young people just want to get out and socialize just like all of us do. And, you know, I think at times they just take things for granted. You know, uh, when you're young, you feel like you're invincible and like nothing can hurt you. And you think that people are overreacting. But when you see the number of cases that are, you know, as far as people being affected by this across the globe, it's nothing to be taken lightly. And we've never seen all these, you know, uh, people have to stay at home and work. And, you know, it's even affecting everything from air traffic control, you know, as far as the flights that are being allowed to go out in and out, you know, and the travel, you know, people are, are thinking twice about traveling now. Food is scarce, you know, it's, it's kind of a, a weird, scary time right now. So I think people just react differently. And I think right now uh, the younger, the younger generation still doesn't have that fear of the virus yet, but as it starts affecting people that are closer to their age group, I think they'll start, you know, taking notice and say, Hey, maybe we we need to take things a little bit more serious, but I believe that everybody's just going to take time to really come around to doing what yeah. everybody is saying to do to stop the spread of this disease. And that's, that's the hard reality. You know, people are people. And unfortunately you can only tell them to do things. You can't force them to do things, you know? So right. it's just a time that we live in, you know? Yeah. Right. Let me just say, this is not, and as, as someone, all of us are in the media industry and I've seen this for so long Ever since this started, people calling it, oh, the media's overhyping it. Oh, the media's overplaying it. Um, People overreacting. It's not that big of a deal. 
as someone who is covering this on a daily basis, um, not just for San Antonio, but for nationally, the whole national thing going on around the country, this is not a media hoax. This is not a democratic hoax. This is not someone, or this is not something to be taken lightly. This is serious. And, you know, for people who sit here and think this is not serious, I hope this has not happened to you or anyone in your family. Because, like you said, John, you know, Carl Anthony Towns' mother is currently going through something that no child wishes their parent go, to go through. Um, no. Listen listen to the experts. Don't, listen to Dr. Fauci. Listen to the scientists, people who know what they're talking about. Okay? And also, one thing is surprising to me. The simple things like don't touch your face, don't put your hands in your mouth or your nose or, you know, wash your hands. Things we learned in kindergarten. Don't be eating your mocos. Don't be eating your mocos, man. (laughs) People are just now realizing not to do those things. And I'm just like, wow. Okay. I mean, so here's my takeaway, guys. Wash your hands. Practice social distancing. Like this, for example, is a fun thing to do if you want to talk with friends and stuff. But just... Deal with it. Yes, you're going to be stuck in this situation for a while. Deal with it. It'll pass. And then afterwards, you can go have fun with your friends and your family and go out. But let this thing pass. Because if you're going to go back to work and you're going to go out and hang out with people in two or three weeks, this thing is not going to be over in two or three weeks. And it's going to spread even further and further. And this could go on into October, November if we everyone really does go back to work and the country does open back up like it, like we think it's going to in the next couple of weeks, even though this virus is not even being close to being contained. And Dr. Fauci even said it himself, the guy who knows about this stuff says it's going to be at least a couple of months before it's contained. So what I will say is be safe, practice you know, social distancing and all the stuff the experts are telling you. Do your own research on this. Don't sit here and say, oh, well, you know, if this person said it has to be true. Or if this guy said it has to be true, do your own research on it and just practice common sense. And with that, Paul, back to you. Lavin sus yeah. manos, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> Watch just, your hands. You know, just like what Steven and, said there. And quit buying all the hand sanitizer, please. And, yeah. And hey, all man, the, yeah, just use gasoline, bro. It kills everything. Oh, my God. Vodka. Okay. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. And, uh, you guys are actually right though. You know, stop the hoarding. You know, they're gonna like they've said they're gonna keep the grocery stores open. They're gonna keep the CVS, the Walgreens, the, the gas stations all open. Like there's, but the, the but when people go in there and buy mass uh, mass quantities of something, that's when it throws it all for everybody. And look, now we're in the situation where all of us had an item that we can't that we just cannot find at different grocery stores. Um, so Some more yeah, guys, than others like tortillas. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> Exactly. Um, so, so before we end this episode, I, I do want to remind you all to visit ProjectSpurs.com. Um, one of our one of our writers who I really want to applaud here, who's keeping it, who's really keeping the site going right now, is Benjamin Bornstein. Uh, because he is looking to the draft, he's continuing to, to push out um, Spurs prospect watches. So I, I know there's no basketball right now, but if you do want to look toward the draft route, Ben's continuing to um, stay on there and keep you all updated with his weekly prospect watches. So, that, so that for him is continuing to go on. So um, make sure that you're checking out Ben's work there on ProjectSpurs.com. Um, as always, I, I want to thank you. Uh, say, shout out a thank you to Michael DeLeon, who's going to end up um, mixing and producing this episode for us. So from our whole staff at ProjectSpurs.com, uh, we want you all to stay safe out there and take care.